which have been uh, thinking about the wonder of Christmas. The angels came to the shepherds and said, or the angel came to the shepherds and said, do not be afraid because I bring you good news. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And uh, last Sunday, if we go to our first slide, we um, celebrated together the wonder of Christmas as we sang carols by candlelight. And I've referred to it a number of times if you're around here, this image of uh, this child in Santa's arms looking for something other, something beyond just what we experience here on earth. And we've talked about uh, this Christmas that this is the time we remember that the God who created the universe came close to us, so close that he would live amongst us, that he would dwell amongst us so that we could meet him and have a relationship with him. Jesus, who was born a baby, wasn't just a baby. He was a king. He was the creator of the universe who had come to bring victory over Satan, over the things of the world, and over death. And the, and the angels announce this, and we've been considering the wonder of this, that this is good news of great joy, that the creator of the universe came to this earth so that we could live with him forever. And Jesus has promised that he would come again. The good news is that he has uh, given us time to come to him so that when he returns... He would find faith on earth because he said anyone who believes in me would not die but have eternal life. This is good news for the world. And as we've considered hope and joy and peace and love this Advent, we've realized that they come through Jesus, who is the wonder of Christmas. And he comes, and I, I've been saying this a lot lately, he comes into a world that is searching for this. I've had conversations in the last year, more than probably I've had for the last 10 years, of people looking for hope, joy, peace and love in a world that's messed up and is not making sense. And this Christmas, we have the wonder of good news, of great joy, that there is a king who has come that has brought victory. Victory over Satan, victory over death, and victory over the world. And so he said that he is coming again, and when he comes again, he will restore the earth to the way it's meant to be, God and humanity living together in perfection. And the only reason he says that he's holding off, that he's not back yet, is to give time for people to believe, to, to give time to enter, for people to enter his kingdom to come to the knowledge of this truth. That is good news. And this, year, uh, this uh, Christmas uh, service, as I was wondering about uh, the wonderful news, the wonder of Christmas, uh, I wanted to focus just on this story and the people in it and ask the question, uh, how do people respond to this news? Because it's very interesting if you went through and if you sort of noticed the way that different people interacted with this news and as I'm, I'm just going to quickly go through them and as I do I'm going to ask you the same question how are you responding to what I just said do you actually believe that it's true 
Have you heard it all before? Are you doubting that it's real because of your circumstances? And God comes to us again this morning in each of those scenarios and asks us to respond in faith. Asks us maybe to respond in reflection. To consider actually if it is true, what would that mean for me? To think about what's happening in the world and think how does anything else make sense? To consider what's happening in my family and find where do I have hope in that? Where do I find a sense of joy in the midst of the mess of my life or this world? And today on Christmas Day, I want you to ask the question, how do you respond to that? So we're going to have a quick look through. Go to the next slide. First was Mary and Joseph. Did you pick up how they responded when the angel came to them and told them good news that they were going to have a baby? The first one, <laughs> they weren't smiling. Do you reckon they were both? Did you hear what the reading said when Tammy read it early on? First, they were perplexed. It didn't make sense. They were a little bit scared, and they were wondering about the consequences of what this meant. This is a pretty normal way to respond to this news. Maybe that's your response today. What does this actually mean for me? What does this mean in the world? Does this make sense? And then uh, later on when Mary and Joseph um, and Jesus was born, I think he's a bit bigger, that baby, than just a newborn baby. But um, did you hear how they responded? They responded with great joy. Did you hear Mary's song? And she said, who, who, who am I that you would choose to have the Saviour being born through me? If this is true, that this baby that I'm looking at, that looks like very ordinary, if he is the Saviour of the world, what does that mean for us as parents? And I think they were filled uh, with great joy. The other way they responded Mary and Joseph, that they responded, is they actually did what they were told. <laughs> they actually believed that it was true and started to live their life as if it was true. Because Jesus, when he was a baby, didn't look any different than any other baby. But they began to live their lives differently because they believed that this was true, what they had been told, that this was good news, that he was going to be a king and that he was the saviour of the world. And Joseph and Mary showed that as they faithfully did what God and the angels had asked them to do. And Mary believed, it was in one of those lines, that nothing was impossible with God. And that's the reality of the story. If there is a God who created the universe and everything in it, then nothing is impossible with him. He can change anything in the world. He is present in any situation in the world. He has the power to interact with anything in the world. And they believed it to be true and they responded in obedience. They responded in faith. And what did, uh, what did Mary do? One of the readings says she responded by running. Where did she run? Where did Mary run? 
to Elizabeth, her cousin. Is it cousin? Yeah. Why did she run there? Because nothing's impossible with God. She was now pregnant. <laughs> and she gets there and something miraculous happens. She meets Elizabeth and something happens within Elizabeth. This here, I don't know if you can see that. It's a 3D image of, um, a, I think it's about a six-month-old fetus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been well documented. Um, and the baby's smiling. <laughs> and there is an amazing response that happens in utero. <laughs> did, you re- did you hear that in the story? The baby inside Elizabeth leaps for joy. Elizabeth responds in exuberant praise and joy. And there's a little line in there as to how that came about. And it says that the Holy Spirit came upon them and they responded in this way. And so this Christmas, maybe your response is to ask the Holy Spirit to give you that joy. To ask the Holy Spirit to put a smile on your face And what's the next line? A spring in your step. (laughs) Ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of this truth. Ask the Holy Spirit to move a response in you. A supernatural response. Elizabeth sang exuberantly. Singing happens a lot around the Christmas story. Why do people sing? Why do people sing? Because they're usually they're happy. Uh, later on I thought, no, actually they're not all happy songs. Songs are often reflective, aren't they? They're reflective about what's happening in life. And most of the songs here are songs of joy as they reflect on this good news and they respond in song. What, when we sing songs here, I've said this many times over the years, um, who do we sing the songs to? Each other, and who else? God, and there's a third one. Ourselves, that's right. When we sing songs, particularly in church, we sing, often the songs are worded, either they're singing it to ourselves to, to remind us or a reality of what we're having, or they're to God, to praise God, because when, we, when someone's done something wonderful and amazing to us, uh, a, a response is to let them know and to say thank you. And that's what praise and worship is, saying thank you for this reality. And the other way that you respond in song, and this is what happens when we gather in church in particular, is saying, let's all get together. So remember, come all ye faithful. Who's that to? It's to each other. You're singing to each other. Come on, let's all get together and sing of this amazing, wonderful news that the creator of the universe so loved us that he came to this earth. He came close so that we can have Uh, a true and real relationship with him. We'll go to the next slide. Where are we up to? Oh, these ones. How did the shepherds respond? Before the shepherds responded, someone else responded in this picture. Who else responded? The angels. The angels first respond. And the shepherds, uh, how did they respond? When the angels came to them, how did they respond? They fall down. And they're actually a bit scared. You see, if, if this is true, when you have an interaction with the supernatural, 
when something beyond the natural happens, it's a bit confronting. And it's not, and it's, whoa, what is this? What does this mean? How does this? And so that could be your response again. Maybe God's speaking to you right at this time and there's something about it that it's making you think, what does this mean? The angels respond by doing what? Singing. And they're praising God and telling the shepherds and each other a response of joy. Then what do the shepherds do? It's a bit hard to see in that last picture. What did, they, what did, the, what did the shepherds do then? It's an interesting one. I missed it. They discussed it amongst each other. They, they, found, they, they, they went to each other and they said, what does this mean? How does this work? What, what have we just experienced? And so a response this morning, this Christmas, maybe for you, is to find some other people to talk to about this. What does this mean? Why is this good news? How does this work? What should we do in response to it? And so after they talk about what do they do? What do they respond? What do they do next? What do they do next? They go and check it out. <laughs> and so they go down to Bethlehem and they find the baby. They find Mary and Joseph. Then what do they do? What do they, how do they respond? They fall on their knees and they worship him. And then what do they do? Can you remember how it goes? Then they go back. And what do they do when they go back? They go back celebrating and singing and praising God. So their response is they hear the message, they talk about it, they check out whether it's true, and then their lives are changed. They go back to being shepherds. They're still shepherds, but their lives are very different now as shepherds than it was before. They are now filled with hope and joy and peace and love as they have experienced the wonder of Christmas. And their lives are transformed as they seek to live out now a life of response to this news. Next one. Oh, there we are already. Oh, yep, no, back here. No, sorry, I went too far. Yeah, we've already done that, guys. I forgot there was two slides for the shepherds. Um, Mary, back to Mary again. There's another little line in there that says, but Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. Another way that Mary responded was to think and to cherish and to ponder, to meditate, to take time out and consider all that she was experiencing. What's wrong with this picture? I've, I've been on a bit of a mission. There, yeah, that's right. The, the shepherds and the kings were not with Jesus together. Okay, that's a false picture. <laughs> Get rid of it. We did this at Cabell the other, the other night. Uh, the shepherds, um, yeah, the shepherds, the, the kings came later. Um, but Mary, so maybe your response today is to ponder, to cherish, to think about. Take time out this week as we've been uh, talking about. We'll go to the next one. Who are these two? Simeon and Anna. And what was their response when Jesus was put in their arms? Same again, it was to praise God, to worship God, and says, who is this that I should have seen the salvation of the world? I seen it with my own eyes, the saviour of the world, and they respond in praising God. They respond in uh, telling others. That's the other response, isn't it? The shepherds did that. These guys do that. They tell everyone around them. 
There's good news that's come. It brings great joy. You've got to hear this. Maybe that's your response this week, is that you need to tell others of this wonderful news. And it was, I, there's a, a really nice line in there. I'll see if I can find it. Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise at the words that were spoken about him. And, I, and, and as I've been talking about this through Advent, guys, have you considered, if this is true, that the creator of the universe so loved you that he was willing to give his son, that Jesus so loved you that he was willing to give up his place in heaven and die in your place, that the Holy Spirit so loves you that the creator of the universe wants to come and live with you, in you, forever. Doesn't that put a smile on your face and a spring in your step? That is something to let other people know. That is something that changes the way we do life. And the last one, the three kings. Uh, What's wrong with that picture? (laughs) This is my thing. First of all, we don't know whether there's three, okay? They they brought three gifts, but we don't actually know whether there are three wise men. That's my thing. Um, How old was Jesus when when the wise men came to him? He was much older. He was actually a toddler. So they used different words for baby and toddler. He was much older. And there probably would have been, he wasn't, they weren't in a manger anymore. He was living in a house somewhere there and the kings uh, came. And what's their response? Is to worship. What do they do? I found this great picture. I couldn't, they take off their king hats. <laughs> And they lay it before Jesus. They recognize that Jesus, if, Je- if this is true, that Jesus is God, then he is the creator of the universe. He is Lord of all. Then all I can do is bow in response to what he has done for me. And they give him gifts. They give him his, their lives. They acknowledged him as king. And they responded, I assume... <laughs> by living their lives for him. So what's your response? We'll finish off with the last slide. What's your response if Jesus is the wonder of Christmas? A saviour king was born who brought victory over sin, death, Satan. Lord, this, this is good news that we need to know in the world today, particularly even what we just experienced this week in Melbourne. And Jesus said that I did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. Today is the announcement of good news that is for all who will believe in him. And he promised that he is coming back and he will restore things to the way they are meant to be. God and his people living in a perfect creation for eternity. That is good news. So this week, take some time to ponder. Take some time to bow down. Take some time to ask the Spirit. Take some time to pray. Take some time to talk to others. Take some time to think about what does that mean for your life. As you think about how you respond to the good news of Christmas. Let's pray. Lord and God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good news of Christmas. We thank you that you have reminded us of this truth again this morning. And Lord, as we think about how to respond, we ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come upon us and that you would do something supernatural within us.
to help us to understand what this good news means, that you would help us to respond with great joy and celebration and praise. And so, Lord, may we know the truth of your Christmas message to us again this year. And may our lives never be the same because of it. We thank you and praise you. Amen.